Yeah, I can hear everything perfect. Uh-uh, yeah. Mic check, one, two, one, two. I've been two going years to go. A friend of mine asked me to say some MC rhyme, so I said this rhyme I'm about to say. The rhyme was deaf and it went this way. Took a test to become an MC. And Molly Ma came amazed at me and Larry put me inside this Cadillac. The chauffeur drove off and we never came back. It's your boy, what's the we're back um first and foremost as always if you are listening on spotify and apple podcast make sure to hit five stars make sure to hit follow all that good stuff you know do the pass along thing tell your friends to tune in if you're on youtube you already know what time it is click subscribe like comment and subscribe with that being said uh for those that are wondering why we're in an empty room this is the last episode we're filming in the studio that we've been in today is move day uh but we're gonna run an interview here and y'all are gonna enjoy it y'all are gonna love it and i'm gonna be honest with you this is probably going to be the funnest episode i've ever done and this is why you know why, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My man, Afro Man, hey. welcome to the Smooth Vega Podcast. Hey, man, that's what's up, brother. That's what's up. That's smooth, brother. You know, I have so many questions I want to ask, and we're just going to have a good time, but let's get right to it. Uh, God damn, you're running for president. Yeah. You're running for president. You just announced 2024 for Fro. 2020 Fro. <laughs> Vote Fro 2020 Fro. Let's go. Okay, so I have a lot of questions, and we're going to just get right to it. Like, what was the decision made behind you wanting to go run for president? Exercising my right as an American dreamist. You know, the, the, that's the beautiful thing about this country. You you can. After that, there's um, some issues I want to address. You know, like I think I can bring about um, legal cannabis to all 50 states. Wow. Um, release people that have um, cannabis charges. So the government isn't hypocritical. You know what I'm saying? Uh bring about real police reform. And I think I can sow seeds of love back in this country. And uh, I think I can help this country's mental health. Mm. You know what? I want to know, first and foremost, I feel completely underdressed because you, your fly is the sky right now, man. You know? So is this what you would look like on election day? Is this what you would be wearing every yeah, day? You, you know what? <laughs> I, I've been thinking about if I should tone it down or I think I'm a I'm a go hard man. You know uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a do me man. Hey, I'm, players are coming out the closet man. We going mainstream <laughs> man. Players is I'm fighting for the rights of players. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a do me. I'm gonna put my best foot forward. I may be the first candidate on the debate with a cup. You know Talk, that would be so dope. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> thought it would be boring if I just had another, you know, 
If I had another, you know, blues blue jacket with my little red tie, you yeah, know. Yeah, like, I mean, you don't want to be like, predictable. Nah. Like, pretty soon, you would have to have me in the debate or nobody wouldn't come, you know? Well, I think ratings would be off the charts. You know what I'm saying? And here's the other part of it. Like, I, I just kind of want to, like, play it out in my mind. Like, if you get elected, you know, typically they do, like, the... Dun, 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 the star, What is it? Star Spangled Banner, right? Or the... the th- that graduation the, instrumental. Yeah, like, yeah whatever it is. Da, 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 da. All, yeah. Them, all them joints, you know? So, what, what, what we should swap it out with because I got high? You know... Dude, I could see it. Like, just envision it. <laughs> Maybe uh, after I win, you know, not gonna raise, you know, like, um, I'll make sure America keeps its traditions. But, like, there's a time when Donald Trump plays, I'm glad to be an American. Or he can go off the off the grid and, and you know, play something that he personally likes. So I, I probably slide mine in, you know, over there, something like that. Which brings me to. You mentioned Donald Trump, right? So whenever I heard that you were running for president, by the way, I heard through TMZ. You've been on TMZ a lot lately, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, But whenever I had heard that you were running for president, I immediately thought, well, you know what? If Donald Trump can do it, so could fucking Afro man. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I could do it. I could run... I can run the country. There won't be no wars. Uh, nah, everybody uh, be high. Everybody in America <laughs> would have um, first dibs on jobs. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know if you, you know if I give you first dib on a job and you don't take it, don't complain about the next man that come through and get it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, but I'm gonna give you an American. I'm gonna give you first dibs. Uh, we're not gonna go to war with no other countries, you know. You know, <laughs> like Kim Jong Un. What's up? We good. Stay over there. Hey, thanks for being nice to Dennis Rodman. We good. Uh, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, Vladimir. You know, I don't like what you're doing, but we got our own problems over here. So yeah. leave those Ukrainians alone while we uh, fix slavery and <laughs> and do our stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I want to ask a few more questions in regards to the to the presidency, right? Um, who would be your running mate? Do you, running I mean, for, mate. Like, I mean, yeah, like who would be vice president to Afro man? Like, do you already know who that's going to be? I don't. Uh, we can have fun exploring the thoughts. You know who's really smart and you don't think so? Who? Flavor Flav. Fuck. Afro Man and Flavor Flav. Boy. Boy, you got my vote. Whoa. Boy. Sign me up for that. Uh, that, you know, that, uh, that's the, that, the, the hey, we're going to have some entertaining, uh, the, that's my entertaining contribution to just, you know, Boy. imagining me a vice president. The yeah. cup and the clock. Flavor flame, yeah. <laughs> I'm a cool, so funny brother, so I might want to get somebody else, you know. I don't know. I like uh, the idea of Flavor Flame. I need somebody that agrees with me, like like uh a vice president, you know, I'm in the front of the public like like um I don't believe in using the N word, so it's a lot of cool people, but I try to pick me one that don't use it. And so that that's kind of hard, you know. I have to think about it, you know. Dude. A vice president. I'm so attached to the idea of it being Flavor Flav. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I, I just, thinking, bro, hey, wow. He's really smart. You know, like, a lot of these people, you think they're dumb and you think they're crazy and they're really smart. You know who's really smart? You seen Harlem Nights? Uh, yes, I have, but it's been a long time. No, you're not going to forget this guy. Ready? <laughs> I'm 
bread. <laughs> hey, that dude, he played, they had him playing some guy, like they had him playing like a dumb heavyweight. But that dude is intelligent. You know, it's funny how whatever you're famous for could really paint a picture of you to people and they might not know you have sense and you can well, that's the beauty of life you know yeah. i think the beauty of life is i'm gonna let you know what i want you to know not what i know you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying so uh but anyways before i get off the the subject of you running for president you know i i just envision um i am i envision fro as president like everything just going a whole other direction like i could see the flag you know how they have the fifty stars? I can see the I can see the weed leaf there, man. I can see it right there. I can I, see. I ain't go, now you know I don't want no war veterans, you know, oh, yeah, getting sorry. up out of their wheelchairs and you know <laughs> I don't, don't want to tick nobody off. I'm not gonna mess with no. But I hear you. You know I wouldn't, dude. You know that's entertaining, and and I'm all about you know just having fun and elaborating on on ideas like that. But you know like. I'm gonna keep the flag, you know. I, you know, I'm messing with y'all. Okay, guys, okay. You know what I mean? right. Just so you guys know, I got love for all our veterans, and I respect the flag, and you know, we get it. You know, what yeah. I'm saying? so no disrespect, guys. But I say that to say this has been really interesting, right? So you say that you're running for president, and it hits TMZ, uh, you know. And I have to ask, you know, because you know, recently, as in like the last four years, right? Um, you're not the first hip hop artist to say that they were running for president. You know, Kanye West, or the artist formerly known as Kanye West. Beautiful. Yay. <laughs> uh, he announced that he was running for president, and obviously, you know, right? So, was there any inspiration from that, or was this like. Yes, I was definitely inspired. Like, uh, the thought of running for president never crossed my mind. And um, when he did that, you know, I was like, wow. You know, we was laughing and stuff. Yeah. But you got to acknowledge the fact that you are talking about him. For sure. Yeah. You want to know it, one of my favorite Kanye moments? What's that? It's whenever he said, uh, when he said, George Bush don't care about black people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that, that was, that's where, I, you know, like I was playing this tape and he got this song at the end of his album. Well, he's just talking too long. <laughs> I think it's an eight-minute song. He's telling his whole story. Like, I went over to Jay's house, and and he was listening to the track. He said, come back tomorrow. I said, okay. And then he just kept rambling. It was like an eight- or nine-minute song. Like, it starts off, him and Jay-Z bust these dope verses. Then I'm waiting for the song to end, and he's just talking, and he's talking, and he's talking. He talked, and I, right then, I was wondering – how crazy was he right then? But I thought maybe he was just like a over into it rapper. Yeah. Like a yo, yo, what up, money? He gonna rap her hand, shake you. Yo, what up? He gonna <laughs> rap her hand, shake you. He oh, gonna shit. what up through Walmart. Like, he don't ever turn it off. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so I'm thinking, ah, he's just super rapperlicious. But then, you know, at that uh, that MTV thing, he was like, yeah. Yeah. Whoop de whoop, don't like black people. Hey, you know. It was it was funny. It Man, was funny. Well, you know, I, I, he has a, as you know, he has a, a shoe line that he did through Adidas. I think they're working it out, by the way. Uh, his Yeezys. 
uh, man, I think we we need some frozies or some air froze. You know what I mean? That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping to see hit the retail shelves one day. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. Like, Yes, dude. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> a Afro man shoe, you Boy. know? A Afro man tinny shoe. Yeah, brother. I thought about several several one of them, you know. Uh, I thought about Jordan, like how they got him spreading his legs. <laughs> I thought, but they showed me just like, just a silhouette of me. Like, oh, shit. That, bro, that's on the side of a tinny brilliant, shoe. Brilliant marketing right there. Smoker shoe, cut. Man. Ugh. Dude, you know what? I don't even smoke. And I would buy them. But let me buy t- you a pair of because I got highs. <laughs> <laughs> Dunk on a food, be like, yeah, my because I got highs. Yo, so uh. I mean, speaking of because I got high, you know that that song right there. It's it's the gift that keeps on giving, right? You know, you've you were actually nominated for a Grammy for that record, which I think some people tend to forget, right? And the the, the crazy thing about that record now is here we are, twenty plus years later, you're touring non-stop around the country you're still making a living off of this record um do you ever get tired of just like being identified with that record or or do you are, are you do you feel like hella appreciative to be like you know what yeah man? i um i'm proud of that song i feel like a pop warner football coach and that song went on to the nfl yeah, and then it came back to the park to visit me. So I, I stopped practice and I show all the little kids. Hey, he used to play for me. You know, because I got high. That's my that's my uh, that's my uh, biggest payday, and I'm proud of that song. And it still pays. Yeah, man. Every damn day. Every time I sing it, I, I laugh all the way over again. Somebody <laughs> in the crowd just trips all out. It's a it's a blessing from God, and it's funny. It's a summary of all my problems. <laughs> so my problems were my solution. Dig that. Do you do you remember going back to the creation of that record in specific? Like, do you remember where you were at? Uh, how how long that song had like? How long? How old was that song before it was commercially released? And then from the point that it was commercially released to when it actually became a hit. Cause you know people don't realize sometimes it takes a while for a record Dude, to go. It, it was all it was a hit. It was a hit. Right after I wrote that motherfucker, I felt this energy that I have never felt for another song. I kind of felt a little like that when I did that song about "Will You Help Me Repair My Door." Mm. I felt I was getting them a little because I got high, a little, a little, a little tingles. <laughs> uh, but. That song, I started selling it. It's like, as soon as it hit your ear, I had you. I, I had to, you know, I had to serve it. I had to, people, people liked the cover. People liked everything about that, about that record. It was a fun record. Yeah. Feel good record. Man, so I think when, I think it was a hit. I couldn't play nowhere in Hattiesburg, and it was Mississippi, and it's these hood bars that even hood people don't go to. It's like these old men go back to stand around in the front of them and drink like Coke 45 and stuff like that. It was like the, it was behind the hood. It was this white little street, and it was this old man in there that told me I, I didn't have no venue. I said I need a venue. I said let me just have a party here, 
and I'll split the money with you. He's like, okay, yeah, you know, whatever. So I had a venue, even though it was an undesirable venue for society or whatever, but I had a venue. So I put that paper, I put it on a flyer, and I blanketed Hattiesburg, I, whatever. And these these four girls came back there. I remember I was in there just singing. I learned to I learned to go ahead and perform even when people ain't there. That way, what you want is if they come, you want them to think something is going on and they don't leave. And then you hold them, and then you add some more. That's what I used to do at Venice Beach. Like I'd start rapping before anybody would listen. Then two people kind of walk by slowly. Then I start getting all into them. You know, you know, I got these two. Then, you know, three more come. Now I got me five, you know. Pretty soon I got me 30, 40 people, you know. So I was in there just singing, even though nobody was in the bar. And these four girls come in there holding hands and their hair was flying in the air. And that's when I knew because I got how it was a hit. But, you know, I think the thing about that record in specific, looking back on that song, especially now, like, these young artists really don't realize, like, what a hit record is, like, really is, because, you know, everything's based on views and social media, whatever, right? That record is a hit, because here we are 20 plus years later, and like I mentioned, you're still touring consistently. It's not like you ever stop touring, and I've seen some of your shows. Some of these shows are still jam-fucking-packed. Hell yeah. And everybody's singing the record. You know, do you understand how difficult it is to have a record that could sustain that type of longevity? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, I know you know this. I'm talking to the people out there that so we could add a little bit of context to the legacy of Fro because, I mean, of course, you've had other records that have gone, but that record is just like, whoa. It's just one of those records that probably going to be here long, long after the Fro says deuce. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's a that's a funny thing, man. Um, a hit, you know. I always wanted to be one of those multiple hit people, like Michael Jackson or Madonna. And so, when people would, it used to hurt my feelings when people would say "one hit wonder" or you know yeah. what I'm saying, or you know something ish. Then I start looking at people that people would consider a one-hit wonder, Bro. right? And I love when I see that they're still getting paid, like, you know, Tone Loke somewhere tonight singing Wild Thing. For sure. And you thinking, you're thinking he's in the alley smoking a crack pipe. He, he's in, <laughs> you're, thinking, you're thinking he's standing in front of a laundromat asking you for some change or oh, something. Man. And he got his, like, own little private jet. He, he, he's somewhere... Coming in on a walker, stepped into this place, saw this girl, what's that? You know. Yeah. Um, young MC somewhere singing Bust a Move somewhere. He probably somewhere in Ireland with a football stadium full of people. Now, watch this, man. I remember when I was a little kid, I thought you fell off if you wasn't on MTV no more. If I looked up and your videos wasn't on MTV, I thought you fell off the charts and people didn't like you no more. So I thought the Beastie Boys fell off after, hey, ladies. Yeah. I'm like, they're done. 
I'm like, they were like Paul's Boutique. I'm like, you named your album after a clothing store. <laughs> I'm like, hey, ladies. I'm like, it was cool, but it wasn't Paul Revere or Brass Monkey. So I'm like, I guess them dudes are, I'm like, I want to hear some more. I bought their album. I liked it. I bought, I bought Paul's, Paul's Boutique. But I was like, they're gone. They're done. And um, I get a job. This lady had a cleaning service. And she was cleaning uh, the the Raiders assistant coach's house. And they always give me the little boys room because the women don't want to clean the boys room, <laughs> you know. So I'm in there cleaning the boys room. And I look up. He has posters of the Beastie Boys on his wall in, like, some kind of, like, chronological order, you know. Yeah. So, like, I noticed how I read, I seen them, and it got to Paul's Boutique. Then I start seeing posters of albums I never seen before. Long story short, I thought the Beastie Boys fell off. Come to find out, they were thriving and they were larger than life. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I love, I love when I think about somebody I think fell off and they out there doing it, tough, living good, looking good, moving around and getting down. For you know? sure, you know, and I, you know, going back to the term "one hit wonder." Look, I'd rather be a one hit wonder than a no hit wonder. Say, "Amen." You know praise what I'm saying? God. So let, let, let me let me put that into the universe, right? Because <laughs> I'm going to say this right here. You know, I think one of the most, um, one of the most, I guess, one of the artists that gets categorized as that the most is Vanilla Ice, and Vanilla Ice is, you know, he has Dallas Times, obviously, right? Ice Ice Baby. Uh, people will talk about that record as if that's the only hit he had, right? Yeah. Cool, whatever, if that's what you think. I mean, it is what it is. Commercially, you can make the argument, but this motherfucker's still going out there doing shows, killing the game, Man. making 30, 40 <laughs> racks a night. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, I hope you got, yeah, shit, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> you know, I, I, and I've seen it with my own eyes, and I know people that work with him directly, and it's like, bro, if that, is a one-hit wonder. Yeah, sign oh, me up. For real. <laughs> Some of y'all need to, need to understand, like, this. you know, we, we're in a different era because obviously, like, everything's so microwavable now, right? Like, it's just fast. Like, it just, you know what, let me put it in, let me get it. Cool, we move on to the next. But it's dope to see that you're still out here moving and grooving, you know? And uh, I think now kind of where I'm at is, like, you know, I want it to be funny, but I, now I want to be a little bit more serious. Like, like whenever you were younger uh, and and you decided like yo I'm gonna get into this music shit like this is really what I want to do, um, because I hear a certain element in your style of music. Who were some of the guys that got you to like inspired you to go like you know what I'm gonna do this like for real professionally? These are some of the artists that like I not so much aspire to be like, but that just made you want to go and pursue this career path. Uh, I got what I call classic rap in my personal hall of fame. So I'm going to just run down a few names to you. Let's go up. The first rap group I ever heard was Houdini. Um, then I got into Run DMC and the Fat Boys. Uh, later on, got into Sugar Hill Gang and uh, my man with the message. Not Molly Mar, uh, the Furious Five. Yeah, was somebody in the Fur Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. All right, um, you know, 
LL Cool J, Rock Him, you know, the founding fathers, you know. Yeah. Uh, classic rap. And then to me, Gangster rap is kind of like kickboxing. It kind of ain't fair. You know? There's no, you know, there's cursing. There's no, there's less rules, but um, that's gonna be Ice T, uh, Ice Cube, um, you know, King T, the whole West Coast family. Too short. You know what I'm saying? I I went to school. And it was this girl, she had a bunch of money, and she had fly clothes every day. And she was pretty, but she was mean, though. Her and her friends, they were standing in front of the school, and as you walked in, you got it. Look at this. What the fuck is that? Oh, my God. What the fuck is this shit? (laughs) They was just... And we used to all just hate walking past them, motherfuckers. I used to see the principals holding little kids, <laughs> consoling them. Man, we was in the ghetto. We the fucking nice feeler suit, but damn, homie, you know. Uh, and I remember I heard Lottie Dottie, and her name was Carrie, and she was light skinned. She had like a you know, like little hairs on her lips, slight kind of fuzzy around her lip. So I exaggerated about her fuzz. Her name was Carrie. So I, I wrote a song called Harry Carrie, a parody of Lottie Dottie. <laughs> I used his, I used his like his blueprint. Yeah, but they was like, yeah, it was like original. I was like, you know how they say if you go down on a girl, you get facial hair. Yeah. I said Harry Carrie ate her own cherry. That's why her lips are very, very hairy. You, I had um, my homeboy start beatboxing for me. I start, hey, ladies and gentlemen, and, and rapping was a craze. So I start, he started folding his arm, and I was like, yo, yo, what's up in the place to be? Let me bust this rhyme. You know, everybody started gathering around. I was like, Harry Carey. He like, boom, 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 Harry Carey. Boom, 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 Harry. Boom, Carey. Boom, 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 boom. I'll peep this. Harry Carey ate her own cherry. That's why her lips are very, very hairy. You're going to like this one because it's a winner. I remember one night she invited me to dinner. She opened the door. She said at ease that night she cooked some macaroni and cheese. I did not care. <laughs> Pulled up my chair. Opened up my mouth and got a mouthful of hair. I said, Carrie, what you put in this trash? She said, I'm sorry, Joseph. That's my mustache. I looked at her and I said, what? She said, I tried shaving but the razor wouldn't cut and I did this whole Lottie Dottie rap and the whole school laughed at a clowner and they gave me credit I didn't feel like I was a rapper because I didn't have yeah. what the rapper had I didn't have to go chain I didn't have the cars I didn't have the boom box so I thought I'm gonna I'm thinking I'm gonna be a rapper but rap fans don't care about your chain or your car they care about you rapping and so what they was treating me like a rap star at the at that school I was a rap star. You know, you come out my table, I got apples and milks and you know what I'm saying? You know, I get all I get all the free lollipops and jolly ranchers. You got the perks? I was like I was like ghetto unofficial rapper rich like and I realized I seen like I could really do it good. And I didn't really think it was nothing. But I was looking at the whole school looking at me like, 
anticipating. I'm thinking y'all can do this too, but they wasn't thinking that. They yeah. were watching me and and they was they gave me credit for being a rapper. I was walking around. They was like I'd be slapping hands all the way through. It was you know superstar stuff, but it was it was just that little school, and I couldn't really see it. But now when I think back, that was it. I, I was like. To me, you can be a good, we could be in jail. You could be like, I was born in a barrel of butcher knife, shot in the ass, two coat 45. If you a good rapper, I'm going to give you credit for being a good rapper. Whether you got the wealth that's supposed to come with it or the look, if you a good rapper, you a good rapper. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I want money in the chains and the cars, but the person giving me that five, ten bucks, they don't want the chain or the car. They want rapping. So if you give it to them, they know you got it, and they give you credit for it. That's what I wasn't understanding, you know? Yeah, well, you know, when I think of Afro Man, right, like just the artist, right, I think character, right? Like what kind of made you hone into the, the character that Afro Man eventually went on to become, right? Because... You know, I don't know if there's an origin story there where you're like, you know what, like I, I feel like this is kind of the what I want to be, right? You know, because I, I feel like, especially with artists, the successful ones, and some of them that have had a lot of commercial success, they they hone in on being a character. I always say this, man, like, you know, 50 Cent, whenever he was coming out, and Curtis Jackson, two different people, right? 50 Cent wore the bulletproof vest on stage and on CD covers. Curtis Jackson probably wasn't wearing that around the house or around the homies, right? right? It was the character that he was whenever he tapped in. It was still him, but that was part of the image. Like, so all this fly shit that you are, you're on now and that you've been on, like, how did that kind of like, how did you develop that? Like, what was your thought process going? Like, this is how I want to, you know, mold and craft who I want people to digest Afro man as. Right on, man. Um, in my life, I remember as a little boy, I was planning out my life. I told myself I wanted to stop wearing tennis shoes at 30. Mm. You know, like I looked at, you know, I'm in my hood or whatever, set or whatever. I'm looking at, you know, people in general. The OGs, I knew when I was dealing with an OG because I looked down and I didn't see no tennis shoes. When I look Six. down and I see khakis, I take the khakis all the way down to some Stacey Adams, it's different. It ain't finna be no running. <laughs> you know, yeah. this dude's some kind of OG. So I told myself, like, I figured I'm a grown man at 30. That's when you ain't playing no more. You mean what you say, you know. So at 30... I wanted to wear dress shoes. Uh, if I was if I was broke, I at least wanted to have me a, a nice starched up pair of khakis and a decent t-shirt. But if I had some money, I kind of wanted to look like Ice T on Power mm. on the Power album cover. Yeah. Um, I'm from LA, and I I thought I seen. Players, I ain't never really seen no players. I ain't never seen no pimps and players and no max. Um, I went to Chicago, 
And, uh, you know, I seen Don Juan walking with his white coat. <laughs> it changed my life. I never, I never, I never, I've seen black preachers look good. Yeah. You know, I never seen, you know, brothers from the street just really, you know, looking good. I, I never saw, I didn't know the difference between a real mink and a fake one. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I seen Don Juan walk down the street and it was snow on the ground. It was cold. I was depressed about something. But I seen him walking, and his suit was nice. His fur coat was blowing in the wind like some kind of superhero, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and he, was, he was limping. And, you know, a lot of times you see brothers, you, you know, you, you know, the thugs be looking good, the preachers be looking good, but a lot of them be homeless, a lot of them be dirty, a lot yeah. of brothers be, you know, they got it rough, and, and you know, it was refreshing to see a brother that life was not beating up. He was just walking. Just him walking changed my life. He didn't say nothing. I just watched him walk. He was walking, and I watched the coat blow, and his hair was done, and he was speaking to everybody. It's like the cold wasn't there. It, it, it was a beautiful, it, it changed my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like, um, I started wanting to wear, like, I've been wanting to, I do like, I've always liked the good suit. And you know, when I was young, I was like, I'm gonna wear this t-shirt now. I'm sagging right now, I'm young. I'm. I'm yeah. 13, you know, I'm, you know, so I, I sag and wear my T-shirts and wear my Nike Cortez and, and my All-Stars and all that type of stuff. But uh, I had plans of wearing suits and boots and stuff after I was 30, you yeah. know what I'm saying? so it kind of just, it just kind of. Yeah, but I was going to only probably be as fly as Ice-T was on Power. But then, you know, I started seeing brothers from Chicago just really fly, though. Yeah. And that that's what made me want to, you know, go all out. And that's whenever you were like, all right, you know what, I'm locking all the way in. Because, it became, you know, I, I look at the small, intricate details in performers and, you know, the way they present themselves. This is all part of the, the artistry. It's an extension of the artistry and how people consume the artist. You know what I'm saying? Uh, real quick, though, I did want to ask because I don't want to forget. I mentioned TMZ. You've been in TMZ a lot. I said yeah. that earlier in the interview. Uh, your house got raided a few months back. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on with you, man. Like, what, what, why? Why are they fucking with you, bro? Like, th is it because you're running for president? Is this what's happening right now? Or is, does the CIA have it out for oh, my man, bro? What? What's going oh, on? Those here? Democrats, man. I tell you, man. <laughs> you know they're saying? on a witch hunt. They, you know, you they're trying to get you out of here, man. Is this the cancel fro movement? <laughs> Where they trying to plant something on you, kidnapping? What's man, going on over here, bro? I, I um. I do not know. I do not know. I know I'm Afro man. I'm known for marijuana, and uh, you know whatever. You wouldn't I mean, say. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, you know uh, it's dang near legal everywhere. Uh, even it's even legal medicinally in Ohio. Um, I just I just think they just you know they didn't like me and kind of. Wanted to use an excuse to come tear up my property, cut off my video cameras, and steal my money. Damn. Yeah. They, so they actually took some money from you? Yes. 
Do you mind disclosing the amount of money? Yeah, it was only four hundred dollars, but it's principalities oh, in this thing. Come on, they man, took four hundred dollars. Four hundred dollars, I guess. You know, hard Bro, times. Dude. Oh my hard gosh. to the economy's bad, man. Dog, are you serious? I thought you were gonna say like forty thousand or something. like that. I guess that. he don't want to pay for that stripper coming up on the weekend. You know, <laughs> he, he don't want to steal too much. He ain't that bad of a cop. You know. What I'm saying? You know, uh, it's funny. I don't. I don't smoke. Right. I said that earlier in the interview, but um. It's interesting, right? Because I've changed my position on marijuana. I've been, I've become a lot more educated on it. I think that it should be legal. Uh, I don't consider it a hard drug at all. Um, but I will say this: I still don't smoke. I've wanted to start smoking, you know, for anxiety and stress. I think it's able to, you know, really calm you down. But if I'm a non-smoker and I'm talking to Fro or on Instagram, OG Fro. Right, OG Afro man. Uh, and I'm like, yo, man, I'm thinking about smoking, but I don't know if I really want to smoke. You have this hit record called Because I Got High. Why should I get high? Fro, can you answer the question? Why should I get high? Convince me to smoke weed. Why? What would you say? I would tell you not to start a habit you don't have already. Ooh. That's, you know, I... um. But I want to smoke. Well, so give me a reason I'm, to smoke. <laughs> give you a reason. Uh, I'm gonna tell you not to do it. If you don't smoke, don't start. You know, if you eat, then maybe you ought to get like. If you need to, maybe you should get like some gummies or something. But like, if you don't do marijuana. So you're not the peer pressure kind no, of guy. No, no, no. I don't want you to start nothing you don't do. Now, if you got some kind of illness and the doctor says, this will help you. You know, I get, I get a cold. The doctor tells me to take penicillin. Penicillin might be just like marijuana. That's true. You know what I'm saying? But he tells me to use it. I trust his education, so I use it. <laughs> okay, well, if some of this stuff, I noticed how uh, marijuana is helping kids with epilepsy or something. So there's, a, there's, a, there's, there's some things out there that it's helping with. Therefore, that being said, if you don't smoke or, or whatever, but the doctor says this will stop you from having a heart attack, this will help you live longer, yeah. okay, then I say eat it. Like a gummy or something, yeah. if possible. Um, if the doctor says you're gonna die tomorrow, but if you smoke this joint, you can live another eleven years, then I'll say smoke the joint. Well, you know, the only reason I never smoked was not because I didn't enjoy it, or because uh, you know there was some kind of traumatizing or dramatizing experience in my life. I just didn't want to create another spending habit, right? You know, because I, it could get a little expensive, right? You know, what I'm saying? Man, you know like. Yeah, I, man, I trip on stuff that it wasn't in my life. Sometimes I sit at home and I look at how I think about how much money I could have if I didn't have something. Yeah. You know, like, okay, you spend a hundred dollars a month on cable. If you didn't have cable for a year, that'd be a thousand dollars. Just true. little thoughts like that, yeah. just when you're just thinking, you know, um It's like an accumulative toy. Yeah, when you're sitting there looking at all your bills and you're like, what can go like you know, like, I'm never home. Cable, I've been thinking about cable. I'm never home. Yeah. I'm, I'm writing checks to DirecTV. 
yeah. for a TV that I never watch. That's true. And then so I explore the thought of not having cable for a year and then just having $1,000 that would have been direct TVs. I thought about uh, land taxes, you know, in land taxes, $5,000 a year. In four years, I'm going to get that lady $20,000. Right. Look here, how about I sell this place, and then how much money will I save in the next four years by not playing that land taxes? You know, so, uh, man, I got high and forgot my point, man. I was tying that <laughs> shit. I was tying that. Oh. Uh, spending, we're talking about spending habits. Spending habits. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't do cocaine. Somebody go try this. Now you're walking around sucking dick. Doing whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because you didn't try something new, something you don't need. You know what I'm saying? Like you come this far without it, and all. And we go through life just adding. Okay, let me get this ten dollars a month. Uh, we just get into these debts. You know what I'm saying? And it's just reckless. So that's why I hate to see people create a new debt. You know, no, I feel you. I feel you know, and one thing about you, and and you know, I was thinking about it right now as I'm talking to you. I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, like you're player as fuck, bro. Like you keep it player. You know, you're, you're you're chill, relaxed dude. You're just out here on the grind. You know, you you hustling. You know, hitting the road. You know, and you strike me as a fairly peaceful guy, right? Which is why I was a little bit like. Why the fuck is the cops breaking into your crib? Shouldn't they be breaking into like someone's actually doing some real crime shit, right? But I say this to say this. I associate you, I associate you with being peaceful. My man Dot, shout out to Dot by the way. He's the one that helped you know facilitate this yeah. deal, set us up together. You know he let me know that you know. You guys are working on some stuff with Music Access. Shout out to Music Access. Music Access. Y'all got some some projects in the works that y'all are about to start dropping. He played me one of the records. Huh. I need money. I heard this record. I need some money. Uh, bro, why are you picking on Kid and Play? Why did you diss Kid and Play? Fro, what's going on with you and Kid and Play? Dot wrote that part. <laughs> and I'm all about a joke. Kid, the... the the light-skinned guy, he's about, he's a comedian. So, um, they wanted to say broker then kid in play. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to name call, um, but it was in good humor, no disrespect, uh, shout out to kid in play. Um, I guess I was, I'm willing to do anything for a laugh, damn near. Now I'm jacking off, hey, you know, yeah, I go hard for a laugh. So, you know, like, so if, if I thought somebody could get a couple of chuckles out of me saying, you know, but I got, I got no problem with Yo, Kid but like, play, what, if, what, if, what if like Kid and play or what if Kid is like, you know, I, the gloves are off. Like, fuck that. Like, I'm going to shoot slugs at you, fro. And Damn, now like, what happens if they like, what, if, what happens if you get the call and like your line starts ringing? It's like, yo, they want to do a, a celebrity boxing match with Afro man and kid from kid and play. Do you say, yeah, you know what? I'm down to do it. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm not fighting kid and play. I'm going to apologize to him. I, I'm going to respect him because I didn't think he had it in him. I'm doing it for the last two years. The, the dark one to get me, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, he looks like he can go, right? <laughs> but you know what? I will say, though, that, like, speaking of kid and play, they actually had the nerve to reboot House Party. Like, they got, like, a new version of House Party. I don't know if you even watched the original ones, but 
Like, they shouldn't have fucked with House Party. This is why I think they did it. Dude, I sat down with my kids. I didn't realize how old I was. Yeah. I've been out in the streets. and like, We're going to watch movies, right? I said, yeah, we got Netflix. Daddy. They got everything. I'm like, okay, they got everything. I typed in The Godfather. The Godfather didn't come up. Mm. I typed up Coming to America. It didn't come up. Now, once Eddie Murphy made Coming to America 2, watch this. A lot of people agreed. I'm an Eddie Murphy fan to the, to the highest. A lot of people agreed Coming to America 2 sucked. But <laughs> what it, this is what it did. Yeah. When you see Coming to America 2, it makes you wonder what about coming to America one. Sure. So what that did was by doing that garbage movie, it brought the original back in circulation. So now when I go on Netflix or any other search engine, I type in coming to America, both versions pop up. So even though that second movie sucked, it played the role of bringing the original back into circulation. Makes sense, uh, but you know what? You you're, look, you're looking at it from a fan. Yeah, you're, you're looking at it from a fan standpoint. I, look, if you look at it from a business standpoint, it like, makes sense. Yeah, dude, dude, coming to I could not watch coming to America. It was gone. Like I needed a videotape <laughs> or a DVD. Yeah, to watch it. It was gone. It, the, all that Netflix. Then all that red box bullshit, man, it was gone. But when he put out that garbage movie, everybody was wondering, where's the original one? And then it got the original coming to America back in the circulation. Dude, I really wanted to like that movie. And I forced myself to like it. And then I realized it sucked. It's just bringing, watch, yeah. watch. Okay, before they put the new house party out. Yeah. Could you find the old house party on Netflix? No. After they put the after they put this new house party out, can you find house party now? I bet you you can. And that's yo, all I'm saying. Yo, for why the fuck are Chewy movies? You should be a character in a movie. <laughs> Come on, like man, yo, this wh- is a movie right here, hey, man. man you know Lights, what? camera, action, man. man. Look, whoever's watching, I don't know what casting directors are out there. I don't know what movie producers are out there. Cast Fro in your next movie. <laughs> this man's about to be the goddamn president of the United States. Hey. Get him while you can. The price is going to quadruple. Yes. Not even going to quadruple. Get him while you can, while you can man. still afford him. For a limited time only. Facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you know, I, we, I'm not trying to harp on this whole, you know, getting high thing, but I do have to ask a question, right? Because... You know, my platform, obviously me being Mexican-American, I cater to my people, my gente, you being from L.A., you know there's a lot of Mexicans over there. Simon. Hey, my man, Fro for the people, right? Yes, sir. I got to ask you the question, man, the million-dollar question. When you get high, in what order? You know, you have to have, like, your, your ranking system. Where do tacos fall in your go-to when I get high, you know, um, appetite? If I got access to some good tacos, no. What's the question again? I got to thinking about tacos. I'm okay. ready to go eat. Yeah, as soon as I like, said you tacos, you, you fucked to... me up just by <laughs> saying. My mind went blank. I'm like tacos. Yo, he, lo- right. he from yo, what's you the from question LA, again, yo. man? So bad. I'm saying when you get high, when I get high, when you get high, uh-huh. where do tacos rank in your go-to food when you're high? Where does it rank? Now, 
Tacos is kind of like pussy. <laughs> I get it when I can. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? It's not always available. I'm from L.A., so I'm picky about my tacos. You know what I'm saying? Are you picky about your pussy? Yes, I am. You know what I'm saying? So if you if you had the choice between a good taco or some good pussy, what would you rather go for? What would you eat first? <laughs> 2023, that motherfucking taco. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey, that taco ain't on Tinder. Nah, nah, and if I got to pick, <laughs> I, I'm going to pick that pussy. But if I got to eat, uh, I'm going to take the taco and <laughs> you have a nice day, ma'am. <laughs> yes. Because that taco ain't all over social media. Or maybe it is, but you know what I'm saying? It ain't, it ain't you know, it, ain't, it don't got the little swipe left. Another guy is not in that taco. That's true. Amen, brother. What's your favorite taco? Man... I know it when I'm chewing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can't like, but, but I kind of like, it depends on the place. I like when they got some good, like, chewable steak. Got you. Uh, I like uh, when they got, I like fish tacos. Ha, ha, ha. Pun intended. Uh, I do like a good fish taco. Some people know how to make tacos. And then there's Taco Bell. Uh, Taco Bell's the worst. It's how, they're, they're no longer part of the conversation. Sorry. But look, uh, we're going to say this. Please so, forgive me. Okay, so <laughs> you have toured all across the country. Mm -hmm. You being from California. You know, you're in Texas quite a bit. Texas tacos, California tacos. Do you, do you, do you know the difference? Can you tell the difference? And if so. I'm going to probably say maybe Texas tacos are hotter. Oh, I thought you were going to say that to your go-to. What no, do you prefer? No, I got you know, to stick with the family, man. Oh, you know, man. come on, L.A., baby. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I love you, homie. I thought we had I gotta you. I got to go. I stay out there. I so don't go there. I got to go home. I thought we converted you there for a minute. Nah, you know what man. I mean? Hey, Afro, we talking shit about our tacos. I go back to L.A. Nah, man. Nah, L.A. tacos are good, okay? I love our tacos. Oh, shit. <laughs> no. oh, God damn. I got to go home, but you know what I'm saying? I don't think I've had any Texas tacos. Man, you know what? I've I had brisket. I've had other stuff that Texas hid from me. Dude. You, damn it. Next time I got you, because I actually had... A good friend of mine that was actually going to cater the interview today, and I I didn't give him the the advance time enough, so I owe you one. Oh, okay. Uh, and it was gonna, it was some fucking fire ass tacos. Good tacos, man. Off the chain. Damn, my man. good friend Paul Wong, he loves those tacos. This is the type of dude to talk about steak in jail, man. He talking <laughs> about tacos, man. Like I'm over here, man. Like damn, man. I'm knowing they gonna come. I can taste them little diced up onions and them tomatoes. <laughs> Steak. Yo, Fro, so what's next? I mean, look, you you know, you really should call this tour the presidential tour, but you know what? Whatever. You're campaigning. You're going city to city right now. You're performing. Um, yeah, man. I mean, you know, what's next for you? Like, what career-wise? Like, what do you got coming up? Like, you know, obviously we mentioned you working with Music Access. You got some music coming out with them guys. Yeah. Um, you know, what do you want, you know, at this point in your career? You know, you're having a good time. Man. Enjoy, enjoying the fruits of your labor. Yeah, um, I've been thinking about doing uh, fewer, fewer, bigger, better paying shows. There's a side of me that's ready to go home. Like, I have everything I want. You know, I didn't, I was packing up. I didn't want to leave home. I was looking at all four of my lowriders. Mm. Like, I, 
I love when I'm at home. I'm dipping and bouncing and going all around it. And uh, I I own all my land. Um, I'm wondering what do I want from this game? Yeah. You know, I got more suits than the warehouse, men's warehouse. Um, okay, there's that. There's, I, I, sometimes I explore the thought of going home, being with my kids on a daily, mentoring them more, mm. you know, being there, letting our conversations bounce off of each other, you know. Um, I think about, think about being home. I, I kind of, I've been in these streets I've been in these streets since 93. Damn. I mean, yeah, brother, you know. I'm wondering, like, I be thinking, sometimes I wonder, like, you know, hip-hop give you, give you. Hip-hop give to you, it gives to you. And then if you don't watch it, hip-hop stop giving to you. And then if you don't watch it, it starts taking away from you. Absolutely. You know, so... How long do you ride that bull before you flip off that motherfucker and laugh and pick up your hat? You know what I'm saying? So, um, or then there's the whole, there's the whole thing of me keep, like me keep going, uh, putting out other artists, uh, putting out more records, doing more. Uh, I've been thinking about doing more, more shows, like. Like more, more like, more, more like low budget but professional comedy shows. Like, I want to tell stories. Like, I'm a, I'm gonna make up, I'm gonna make up a show. Like, okay, this Afro man, welcome to Cop Stories. I'm gonna just tell story. On this, it's just gonna be like I don't got searched. I must have got searched like four thousand times in my life, mm-hmm. and each I remember every single time, and I'm gonna just. Tell I'm gonna pick the funniest ones. I remember one time I was walking in jail, and you know everybody was slapping my hands, and this cop walked up to me. He was like, "Like, where do you think you are? You're slapping hands like you're in a Laker lineup. <laughs> you're in fucking jail. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna do this show. Then I'm gonna get commercials for it. Yeah. It's gonna be like a real show that you be like, oh man." I'm missing cop stories, you know, or I'm going to do other stuff. Like, I got a list of shows that I want to do. Yeah. I want to do, like, some some Johnny Carson, Snoop Dogg, well, GGN. I was talking about it a little while ago. I think, yeah. You know, I think that's that 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 could be the, uh, the next phase of your career, right? I mean, and I agree with you in terms of the quality over quantity. Like, you know, for any artist that's been grinding for 20-plus years, and that's consistently done shows, there comes a point in time like, all right, you know, I've done the grind. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if I if I step out, it's going to be worth it. You know? Hey, man, you know what? That's why I wanted to say this. Now, first of all, I am a rapper. Yeah. You know, I love rapping. Like, you know, like, I'll sell other products. I'll do other stuff. But rapper's going to come first. You're not going to see me, like, start acting and I'm not rapping no more. Like, you I'm like, do both. Martha. You like, bro? When's he got another album? I'm like, come here, Martha. You know, I'm really <laughs> acting. No, no more. You know, like I ain't gonna do no Will Smith. Like, you know, like stop rapping. He's a great rapper. Listen, homeboy. Don't mean to bust your bubble, but girls of the world ain't nothing but trouble. I was his rap fan, but he started acting, and you know, I had to catch him on Fresh Prince. Yeah, it was funny, you know. But I'm always 
be a rapper, uh, I think what I want to do is the next level for me is to be my own promoter. No, that'd be dope. That's the I think that's the only way to get the payday I want. You know what I'm saying? Uh, only in America. Amen. Praise God. Oh boy, I can see so, it already. You know, hey, you should do the way way the flag like Don King. Amen. Yeah. Oh homeboy. shit. Oh man, that'd be so fire. Yo, Will Smith. By the way, summertime is on my playlist. I listen to that all the summer, time. Summer, summer, summertime. What? A, he went out with a bang, didn't he? Yeah. Did he Rock- wasn't. It was a man. That was a wonderful song. We all played that song. You at know. Parties. You know. It's so funny. As I thought for the longest, Rock Kim wrote that record, and then they finally asked Rock Kim if he wrote the record. I saw an interview and Rocky was like, dude, I heard the record and I was like, did I write that record? But he didn't. He literally. From the summertime? Yeah, because, you know, Will's verse, he's rapping like Rocky on there. But, hey, Yo, go back Will and can to flow. That. He was going. Yo, what? Wow, yeah, he was, he, he, was like, he was like a basketball player with a nice cross up yeah, dribble or like, ten to Hey, summer, 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 summertime. I still listen to that. Summertime. That's a dope ass song. Yeah, man, you know, so rapping is like sex to me. Like, how do you stop? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you know. <laughs> I might not do it as frequent. Might want to intensify it and then enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think I'm. Uh, but I've been thinking about doing fewer, bigger paying shows and uh, more time at home. Yeah, more time with my I kids. I mean, you deserve it too, man. You've but you know, that. you you work for all that stuff and then you leave it. You know, I, I got a big ass house. I got a big ass, a whole bunch of cars, suits. I got. I love my. I got a walking track. Yeah, I got a pond. And then I get in a car and I drive away from all of that and then I'm out here for like three, four, five months. Yeah. And it's like, it's cool, but I, I kind of want to enjoy my life and my body before I get O-O-O. Yeah. Before, like, I don't want like a pain and affliction to send me home and then when I go home, I can't enjoy what I have. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm just sitting there with a house full of shit. And I, I think I'll... I want to. I think I want to give myself twenty years of no working, no responsibilities. Like, wake up. Like, I don't have no schedule. Be a kid. <sighs> Walk outside. Let's go to the park. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's hop in the car. Let's let's. Uh, you know, there's that. But that's me rambling. I guess in reality, I'm always rap. But I can always, if I'm doing what I want. If you call me and the price is right. Do Bob like Baker. one show, one or two shows for some good ass money, yeah. and then come on back home to what I love. I don't mind leaving for a day or leaving for two, but then come on back to my house. You know that I, because I love my house. I don't even want to leave no more. I'd yeah. be like, I mean, I think it becomes routine as well because once you you've been moving and you've kind of gone through the motions, it becomes like it just becomes routine. But you know, like you said, you've worked hard, man. So you deserve to get to that point, man. And Enjoy um, Afroland. <laughs> Forever, Everland. Hey, imagine if that was an amusement park, Afroland. Man, it's, it is, man. It's called Forever, Everland. Forever you heard of Never, Neverland? Oh, shit. This is Forever, Everland. Bro. You got to come visit, man. Definitely, man. Is it? I wonder if it's like, do you ever seen like uh, Michael Jackson's Forever, Everland? Yeah, I've heard shit. about it. I saw the videos, man. It's kind of crazy. He had like all kind of animals there. Yeah, and shit. he had like a whole amusement park over there. That shit was crazy. Yo, Fro, I appreciate you joining me today, man. Right on, sir. Yeah, this was fun, dude. 
And you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, all bullshit aside, like, I respect everything that you represent, man. Like, you're out there, you're grinding, man. You know, you're still hustling. You know, um, I, I, I've never considered you a one-hit wonder, by the way. You have records. Well, thank you. You know, I, I know that, that that stigma of that is, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, like I said, I'd rather be a one-hit wonder than a no-hit wonder. But when you have a record that's been nominated for a Grammy, that, like I mentioned, you know, all bullshit aside, like, that record is going to, supersede you when you're no longer here that record's still gonna be being played Man, you know parties, what's funny you know what I mean? that don't that used to disturb me when i was younger and cockier yeah people say one hit wonder now i play into it yeah how many hits do you need yeah <laughs> uh you know uh i milked that song all the way you know i'll be a one hit wonder to the per- if somebody if i if i don't like you I'll find something negative to say. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, like, I, uh, I'm i happy. As, you know, I'll be smiling. Yeah. It's all about how you take something. Yeah, one on, hit man. wonder. I walk in a football game, like, here I am, the one hit wonder. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, man, it's, it's all love, bro. I mean, like, yeah. fuck all that. You making money. You you living life. Your, your family's good. You you got forever, Everland. You know what I'm saying? Ah. Like, you know, so, I mean, we... we Respect, man. Seriously, Thank and I you, appreciate you joining me on the Smooth Vega podcast. You know, quit dissing, kid, and play. You know what I'm saying? Dot. <laughs> Stop writing my lyrics, Dot. <laughs> yeah, we'll blame it on Dot. God damn it, Dot. No, what are you, you doing? Who wrote that shit? He <laughs> remember I addressed him. I didn't. Yo, man. But hey, you got my vote. 2024. Sure, so, brother. I'm, I'm a vote for you, man. All right, man. You know, do, do do the country right, though, man. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. You know, stop the war. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't, oh, want, yeah, no yeah. I don't want no beef with China. No, man. You know all that balloon spying thing. Squash it, bro, please. Yeah, yeah. That's that's over. You know. What I'm saying that's over. You and Flavor Flav though. That's the play, bro. Man, you know yeah, what I'm boy. Boy, I gotta I gotta watch my vice. Like, yo, yo, easy, homie. My <laughs> vice president is off the hook. <laughs> yeah, yo, we. Yo, Kim Jong Young snatches glasses off. <laughs> Like Flame, don't do that, homie. Yo, man. So that's what what that's what it is. The Smooth Vega podcast. That right there is the one and only Afro Man. Vote for Fro in twenty twenty four. Yeah. Or twenty twenty Fro. For Sugardale players. Hey, Amen. Hey, dude. I I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. All right, man. That's it, man. We we done here. Adios, amigos. Fuck